Eagles Entertainment. Today's podcast is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your screenplay with supersonic Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Enjoy breakaway speeds, power your whole huddle of devices, and help keep your home team safe with online security. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity, made to do anything so you can do anything. On Thursday, September 1st, head coach Nick Sirianni spoke to the media. Hey. Uh, you know, we do wish him the best and uh, that, you know, you get you get emotionally attached to everybody you got here um, as, as players. And so um, I'm not going to, uh, you know, he's not on our team anymore. He, he's a Minnesota Viking now, so... I'm not even going to go into that or anything there. Uh, he gave some good plays while he was here. He had a good training camp, like I said yesterday, uh, and I wish him the best. How did you get CJ ramped up? Is it possible in that sort of time frame uh, to get him ramped up? Yeah, we, we, you know, we pay Coach Gannon and uh, – Coach Wilson a lot of money to to do their job, so yes, it's, yeah. Well, and he's a smart, and CJ's a smart guy, and so um, we'll get him ramped up and get him ready to go. I uh, know though the guys have been working really hard. He's been working really hard, and the coaches have been working really hard to get him caught up. Um, you know, we did some things yesterday. We even got into a part of the field yesterday in the red zone that they didn't have a chance to install, um, but they were doing it a little bit on the field even because you don't you don't start with the install with the red zone. Um, but they got. They caught him up, and he and he and he played. He had a good practice yesterday. With with Rager, um, uh, he was drafted by previous regime. At least in terms of the coaching staff, was there a discrepancy there in terms of scheme? No, this no, scheme no. I didn't, I didn't feel that way at all. Again, you, you try. To, you're always as coaches trying to use the players to the best of their abilities, and and our job as coaches, you know, I know, you know. I'm from the high school family of coaches, right? The, the kids that grow up in your town, you find the scheme that fits that, that, that group of kids. And so, um, you know, our job as coaches is to find the scheme that fits the guys that you have in the building. Um, and so I, I never feel that way about a player. Nick, what's the, the latest with Miles? Um, we'll get, you'll get an injury update um, from Bob uh, as we come through. So he, but he's, he's feeling he's getting better every day. And, uh, you know, I'll never put a timetable on a guy. And, uh, but we're hopeful, and we'll, and we'll see what happens. Last year, you guys, Rager was your primary punt returner. What are you guys planning on doing in that position now? And do you feel comfortable with the guys currently on the roster? Or do you feel you have to make another move? And re- remember, the roster's not just 53 guys, right? It's, we have 70 guys uh, at our disposal. And so um, we, we feel like we have good options. Uh, we still have a player left to be able to pick up on our team. So there's options there. Um, and we're not playing tomorrow. So, you know, we don't have to make that decision quite yet. And um, But we, you know... When you work a guy, just like at any position, right? You 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 get you get multiple guys ready uh, throughout not just the week of the game, but throughout entire training camp, throughout OTAs. So um, you know we, we feel like we have some good options there. What do you like about Ian Book? What do you like about Ian Book, and why was he the, the choice there? Um, you know we we did a lot of work on him in the pre-draft process, obviously, uh, and so you know sometimes when you naturally when you don't get a guy sometimes that you might want there's a little bit of like oh man I kind of wanted him oh shoot they took him or whatever it is right Um, but you do the work 
in preparation of, of a day when you have an opportunity to potentially get him. And so, um, you know, we did a lot of work on him. We liked him in the pre-draft process. Uh, I, have a, I have a close relationship with the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame, Tommy Reese, who was my assistant wideout coach in, at the San Diego Chargers. And, you know, so, you know, I really trust Tommy's opinion as well. And obviously we trust our own eyes. We trust our own scouts. But, you know, just a lot of work went into that. And uh, I know Tommy said, you know, one thing Tommy always said about him, and now this is a guy that won a ton of football games for, for Notre Dame and his program, uh, it, you know, is, is how good of a leader he is. Uh, you know, how that there'd be weeks go by where that ball that, you know, weeks or days went by that the ball didn't touch the ground because of how accurate he is. So excited to work with the tools that he has. Um, we know he's the, the, he'll fit in well with the room and fit in well with the locker room. Nick, what happened with Carson Strong? Um, you know, we have to make it, we have to make tough decisions as far as, um, who gets the reps, right? And when you have four quarterbacks on the roster, you have to make, you know, you have, when you, when you have OTAs and when you have training camp, you know, there's, there's three, every, every other position essentially has three deep, right? And so you go in and there's three sets of reps. And so we started off early on in camp and OTAs and in, in training camp where they were splitting the reps, Carson and, and Reed. And, you know, at the, you know, Reed was having a really nice camp. Really, Reed was having a really nice camp, and the and the reps went that way. And you know that's just basically what happened with the way Reed was having his practices. He got he earned more reps, and uh, and and that's why he played more in the in the preseason. On Monday, uh, AJ Brown shared with us that he had a little mini speech uh, um, that was centered around accountability. I guess from your perspective as his coach, uh, you know, how do you appreciate that? Um, you know, him stepping up in ways like that. Well, shoot, yeah, you always want the leaders on your football team to, uh, you know, to to deliver the, the message that they believe in, deliver the message that we believe in as, as coaches and we believe in as a team, right, players and coaches. So, um, you know, the the – when you have good leaders like that, that's, you know, they set the tone of how practice is. You know, we might, we might want to, as coaches, we might want to be out there and we say it to them all the time, you know, you get better by the intensity of practice, but ultimately they're out there practicing and, 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 and they got to, and they got to get the guys going. And, uh, um, I think, you know, AJ's, AJ speaks to that. What, what was the, uh, what was the explanation behind when Davion was cut? Um, you know, we, it was a numbers thing. It was, it was, that's really what it comes down to is you want we still have a spot. Yep, we're still working on completing the roster. Um, but a numbers thing, as far as you know, and there's things obviously Jeff that are being worked on right now that you know nobody that we didn't, you know you guys don't know about, and we're not we're obviously keep that keep that low. But uh, you know, so but it was just a numbers thing where we were, and uh, you know we still want Davion to you know be part of this organization. We'll see what happens, and uh, um, you know. He did. He's done some good things and made some good plays for us, and so uh, hopefully that's not the last time we work with him. In December, you spoke about why uh, some of the teams you've been a part of have peaked late in the year. Mm -hmm. The inverse of that is you've been a part of some teams that have started slowly. What goes into those slow starts? What contributes, uh, I guess, to those? Um, you know, as far as uh, going into slow starts, you know, I think just sometimes, you know. You just don't. You just whatever you're playing. It's maybe who you're playing. Maybe um, your team's not ready to win yet. I think there's been times where I felt like 
uh, on teams I've been on in the past, like we weren't ready to win yet. And what is what goes into that? Well, you know, the the culture had to be set. The you know, and I'm speaking of past places I've been at. The culture had to be set. The guys had to keep developing and getting ready. And um, you know, a lot of different things go into that. Like, are the players ready? And then also, do they? Does everyone know the expectations of what's going on? And um, and so you know, that's what happens sometimes when you when you don't start fast. Um, we feel like we're ready to go. Um, we feel like we're getting closer, ready to go every every single day um, with what we're doing and with how we're preparing, and and uh, that we'll be ready for Detroit. The, Couple more. The illegal, the illegal man downfield penalties on uh, on RPOs sometimes. I know we talked about it last year. It happened in the, in the Cleveland game. What? Why is that so difficult? And, and why does that one in particular seem to rally you up so much? <laughs> um, did I get? Did I yell at the referee or something? <laughs> um, well, you know, you you there's a fine line between it. It's a hard, referees have a hard job. It's really hard. Like, is the guy two yards down the field when the ball was thrown? All these different things. Um, and then there's sometimes where the defense takes that play away, and you have to extend the play, and then you you can't throw the ball downfield. And so, you don't ever want silly penalties, and you don't and and. And silly penalties might not be the right thing. You don't want repeat penalties either. You always want to be working on fixing the mistakes and correcting the mistakes that you make. And so I said to the guys really early on, like, okay, let's let's really dive down to why I yell. And one of the reasons, because like, I want them to know, like, here's why I yell. And, sometimes, and, and maybe I'm off base sometimes when I say that. I don't tell them every reason I yell. But, like, one reason why I will yell is because of repeat mistakes. And you might – and even – and it might not be a mistake that you know that you made before, but someone in your position group made before. And so, but that's just in the process of, of how you get better every single day, and that you don't want ever want to remake, make repeat through mistakes. Will we do it sometimes? Obviously, you're going to have some. You're going to have multiple false starts. You're going to, but we're trying like heck to to eliminate repeat offenders and repeat mistakes. We did. Yeah, we did. Um, you know, and our coaching staff did a really nice job of of. You know everything we do as far as when we when we coach a play, we want the job description to be very clear and very obvious to the guys. Like, here's the job description. Here's what you do versus all these different looks, and here's how we keep ourselves out of this. And so, you know, we got great rules guys, guys that help us with the rules as well. Um, and you know, we worked we worked crazy. And there was a, there was a, there was about two or three main coaching points. Obviously, I'll keep those keep those uh, to myself but two or three main co so with the other teams that are still struggling with that uh, but two or three main coaching points that really helped us get better at it and, and make some strides last one guys we noticed that uh, Jason Kelsey I get one more I'm kidding okay. <laughs> we noticed that Jason Kelsey was back at practice yesterday and everything and number one like how good is it to have him back I mean and obviously it speaks for his chances for week one and also how much has his absence helped Cam Jurgens development. Yeah, so always happy when Jason Kelsey's on the on the on the football field. Obviously, I've told him this many times like when I'm the head coach here, I want him to be on the football team. There's no there's no secrets in that. I don't know how many kegs I'll have to send next year or the year after that or the year after that but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it but um, we love having him out in the field and it, it just always makes a big difference and then of course when you get to work with first team reps um, when you have first team reps uh, to go and you're a young player developing uh, that's that's super important to any any player and so you know Cam was able to develop from that and uh, you know and Jason helped him along the way with that as well uh, one last thing with just so you guys know I, I can tell them the captains yeah, captains uh, for this offensively are um, 
Jason Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, Lane Johnson. Uh, defensively, Brandon Graham, Darius Slay, all right, and Fletcher Cox, and special teams, Jake Elliott. Voted by teammates? Voted by teammates, yeah. Um, real quick, is, is Kelsey still on target for week one? We'll get you that injury report, yeah. All right, thanks, guys. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky. 